and we're back. Welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am one of your hosts, Maurice Jones. And as always, with me, who is here more often than I am, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty out there in the People's Republic of California, Amanda. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic here with our uh, with our crates and our cargoes, just waiting in the ports, um, waiting to be delivered to all these fine Americans. No, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's, it's been a good week. The sun is setting and it's setting in my face. So my eyes are going to be watering throughout this podcast. It's great. I know you've got uh, sinus stuff going yeah. on too. <laughs> you've got, you, you've got, you've got the sun setting in your eyes yeah. and watering eyes. And I've got sinus issues because I, from a lack of sleep, but um, it's good lack of sleep. I have family in town this weekend and um, anytime we get together, it's always a good fun party. And, um, state of watching, I'm a I'm a huge sports fan. And in case you guys haven't noticed over the things that I correlate things to as, as far as analogies and so forth. But a huge sports fan. Um, and my favorite baseball team just made it into the World Series. And I know oh. what you're thinking, Maurice. Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Maurice, why are you cheering for the Houston Astros? And they were cheating years ago and so forth. And I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. I'm not an Astros fan. So just because I'm in Texas doesn't mean I'm an Astros wow, fan. Wow. Um, I'm actually an Atlanta Braves fan, and they just made it to the World Series. And so I was excited watching that game last night. Um, so much fun, so exciting. Um, I remember I'm old enough to know when the Braves were going to World Series and watch. I'm old enough to remember their last, their last World Series appearance against the Yankees and them losing. Um, but I bought tickets to game one because it is here in Houston. My wife is an Astros fan. I'm a Braves fan. It is going to be oh, wow. fun. Spending a whole lot of money to go watch a baseball game. Yes, it is on my bucket list of things to do before I die. And there's one thing I get to check off. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about a lot of things that are going on. Um, I wish I was excited about putting Dr. Farsi on trial. Uh, yes, all kinds of names, wherever we want to call them. Um, because, uh, there have been a lot of things that have come out, uh, yeah. here as of late, it's been quite interesting as yeah. far as this, some of you guys are like, Oh, here we go. Gain of function, but Hey, they're calling us liars. So I'm just trying to, Hey, you know, I'm just trying to be a truth teller in a world full of lies. I want to be telling the truth. So, um, and Amanda has done a, a, a great job on a lot of these things. So Amanda, go ahead and take that away. Yeah, so yesterday, I spent most of my yesterday doing some research on this and writing a piece that may or may not be out by the time uh, we this, this podcast goes up. Um, and this story first was, bro I believe it was first broken in Vanity Fair. I apologize if I'm wrong. Vanity Fair has done some unexpectedly really amazing investigative reporting on this. Um, so just recently, uh, on October 20th, uh, the NIH released a letter that it can only be described as a cover your ass letter uh, to Congress, basically saying, okay, uh, some stuff happened that maybe we did or maybe we didn't know about. 
in this grant with EcoHealth Alliance that we gave to EcoHealth Alliance to conduct research at the Wuhan lab. And we totally didn't think it was gain of function, guys. It's really important. And there were these two tiny, tiny, like they were so tiny experiments that maybe increased pathogenesis by a lot, but we didn't know that at the time. And so we're sorry. So that, that was basically the tone of the letter. Um, and so what we're knowing, what we're learning now is the NIH claims that they did issue a grant uh, to EcoHealth Alliance, which is a nonprofit. Um, it's a nonprofit that's received NIH grants in the past, uh, obviously funded through your and my taxpayer money in part. Um, issued a grant to EcoHealth Alliance to partner with the Wuhan Institute of Virology to conduct research on bat coronaviruses. And if you look at the documents published by The Intercept, this was for the express purpose of studying their transmissibility to humans and particularly what might enhance pathogenesis. So in this letter, or rather, um, over the course of, of this research, there was, uh, there was a virus that was engineered uh, from a bat coronavirus and that ended up increasing pathogenesis dramatically to an extent that EcoHealth was meant to report this immediately to the NIH. The NIH alleges that EcoHealth did not report this. Uh, they were meant to report it at least by 2019. They were supposed to report it immediately when it happened. It was not reported until August of 2021. So that is NIH's allegation. Um, and again, all of this centers around NIH saying, but we're super serial guys. We didn't think this was gain of function research. Super um, serial. Yes. A couple weird things about that though. So yeah, there was a moratorium issued against gain-of-function research in 2014. Uh, that moratorium was rescinded in late 2017. So the grant was issued in 2018, meaning that gain-of-function research would have technically been allowed. There would have been no reason for the NIH to be like, okay, but is this gain-of-function? Because if it, if it is, we can't, we can't sanction it. Right. Essentially, what we've got is the NIH is retroactively saying, we didn't think it was gain of function, but they could have thought it was gain of function. It looks a lot like gain of function. In fact, it looks so much like gain of function that we've now learned that the NIH had, or sorry, EcoHealth had previously submitted that same year, I believe, what looks like a remarkably similar grant proposal to DARPA, which is another uh, research funding agency. And in that proposal, which was denied, uh, that proposal, um, let me see here, I'm looking at my writing. That proposal requested $14 million for the purposes of, quote, partnering with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and constructing SARS-related bat coronaviruses engineered with human-specific cleavage sites, these are called furin cleavage sites, as a way to evaluate growth potential of the pathogens. That comes from Vanity Fair and the leaked documents come from drastic research. Now, this is important 
because the high pathogenesis rate of SARS-CoV-2 has now been attributed or been speculated to be due to this rare and mysterious furin cleavage site located on its spike protein. And uh, this comes from Taiwan News. Evidently, EcoHealth's DARPA proposal also included a moonshot plan to vaccinate wild bats in caves against coronaviruses using novel recombinant spike proteins. So that proposal was turned down by DARPA. And DARPA said, well, you haven't adequately addressed the risks of this gain-of-function research. So you get one proposal that's sent to DARPA, which involves engineering viruses with the same cleavage sites that are now found on SARS-CoV-2. Um, and by the way, we do know that the, the viruses in question in these experiments are not SARS-CoV-2. They're not, they're, they're, they're not quite SARS, as similar as SARS-CoV-2. But this was in the engineering coronaviruses with this cleavage site. And then they also said, and we're going to vaccinate bats in caves, which I want to talk about that. I want to know about that part of the plan because I am really curious about how you vaccinate a bat. Um, but at any rate, DARPA says no, that's gain of function. When that's okay, but you haven't addressed the risks. They submit a remarkably similar proposal to, uh, to the NIH. That proposal is accepted. Um, there are many more pieces of this story that further substantiate that you would have had every reason to determine that this was gain of function. But now I'm wondering whether this really matters at all, because since the NIH released its uh, October 20th report, it scrubbed any definition of gain-of-function <laughs> research from its website, okay? Until last week, on its website, if you look up gain-of-function research, you find that it's a type of research that modifies a biological agent so that it confers new or enhanced activity to that agent. If you go to the page now, you find a new paragraph that details a new type of research called EPPP research. I just want to call that EPP research. I like that better. So EPP research, I'm going to read this description uh, in the tone that I think it was probably written. On limited occasions, when justified by compelling public health need and conducted in very high biosecurity laboratories, NIH has supported certain research that may be reasonably anticipated to create, transfer, or use potential pandemic pathogens resulting from the enhancement of pathogens, transmissibility, and or virulence in humans. The U.S. government and the Department of Health and Human Services define such research as enhanced potential pandemic pathogen research. So that's the most overwrought thing I've ever read in uh, the past minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is where we are. And the question is just increasingly becoming, it's not even so much fashy at this point. Like he's got stuff to answer to, including torturing puppies, which is apparently that broke last night. Uh, but what did the NIH know? When did the NIH know it? And what? it's really the cover-up. It's always the cover-up. It honestly, this so much of this could have been avoided if they just said we messed up. Right. So, yeah, that's right. where we are. Um, and, and I, I, I don't think. Sorry, let me, let me. I know nothing is going to happen. Um, when, 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 
when things like this come up, it's, it's like, you know, gain of function was allowed. So why didn't you just say that this is what it was? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like instead of trying to say this is not what we're doing, this is not what we're doing, whether or not you know about what you're doing or not doesn't mean that that's not what was happening. Just because I don't intentionally do something doesn't mean there aren't consequences of my actions. I didn't intentionally mean to run somebody over or get into a car accident. But did you get into a car accident? Did you run somebody over? Like, yes. So just say like, okay, I mean, in your, in your, in your letter that is, hey, I, you're kind of like an admittance, but I'm sorry, but it wasn't my fault. And, you, you know, th- those poor apologies that, 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 that you typically get from, um, from poor bu- bureaucrats or whatnot, but it's just, just come out and say it. Like, just come out, say what you're doing. You don't, you shouldn't need a, a, a magazine, Vanity Fair, or, and, and, and everybody else to, to kind of come out and try to expose you. Just if, if you were as great as you claim to be, if you were just a government that is just so full of great people and, and, and you're, you're doing things that, that are, that are, that are great. When you mess up, just say, Hey, we messed up. We screwed the pooch on this one. Let's move forward. Excuse me. Figure out how to fix this, and then and then go on. There, there's no need to 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 try to pass the blame on somebody else or or kick the bucket down the road. Which which I guess that that is what everybody is so accustomed to doing and mm-hmm. so good at doing is just kicking the bucket down the road and so many things. I just I. I will say this is more than what I expected from them. Um, so I, I, I guess that I guess that's a silver lining. Like at least they came out and said, "Hey, we kind of may have messed up. We, we we maybe did. We weren't sure if we did or not. It wasn't intentional, but we kind of maybe did. I don't know." It like, reminds. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. I, I'm saying that that's more than than what I would ever expect. Well, and for that reason, it reminds me of what happens when you got a witness that changes their story because mm-hmm. they know they've been caught. And so I don't know if there was something else that was maybe about to drop or something else that was about to come out where they're like, okay, we need to get out with taking the bare minimum of, of accountability for something that happened. And if you look at the letter that was sent to Congress, there are like a couple tells. People in government are actually kind of bad at lying. They're, they have various <laughs> tells that you'll see if you see a lot of equivocation, if you see phrases repeated, you're like, that's probably not 100% the truth. Um, so in the first place, there's there's a uh, there's a description of the research that refers to it as it's something like... Um, it was a limited experiment. They say it was a limited experiment a couple of times. And so I'm thinking, okay, whatever you're using that to refer to, it probably wasn't as limited as you want us to believe. Right. Because they, they're, exactly. they're repeating that over and over. It was a limited experiment. Um, like experts say, everyone is saying, people are saying, everyone tells, it happens all the time. Um, right. Then you also have uh, this this strange phrase that says something like, as sometimes happens in science, the results were not quite what we expect. I'm like, okay, whenever you evoke science, which is a category as something that just stands on its own, 
as opposed to it's like as as sometimes happens in the sports ball it's just an odd construction it's an odd way to phrase things so i just i feel like there's more and i'm not saying that i feel like this was intentionally released i certainly don't i don't even think that this pathogen that was produced in these experiments to which we're referring is SARS-CoV-2. I think it's pretty clear that it's not. Um, and part of that has to do with the fact that they've evaluated the genome and it shows that there's enough of a genetic discrepancy. So I'm not saying that we're talking about SARS-CoV-2. I'm saying it's very likely that this research led to the pathogenesis or the type of research that was being conducted and funded led to the pathogenesis of, of, of that. And again, all of this obfuscation to be charitable, I wonder whether it has to do with a fear that people are going to be conspiratorial and say, oh, they released this on purpose or, oh, this right. is, you know, this is some big Klaus Schwab thing, which I still right. don't get, by the way. Um, I just, I'm like, okay, that's, I'm on the bad side of Twitter now. Um, and it makes people infinitely more conspiratorial when you aren't forthcoming. I am completely on board with the idea that this was a horrible mistake. I, tr I believe right. that. Uh, but a lot of people are going to assume conspiracy and this, this isn't helping. This is not helping. This is making them look right. Right. Even it, though I don't think they are. Right. It, it, it is. And, and I think that's why you get a lot of people who start to believe what they do, because you get people who you, you get government agents, a, 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 agencies acting this way. And they're literally like you, you were literally proving the Alex Joneses of the world. Correct. And I mean, Alex Jones, he hits on a few things and he misses on a lot of things like Daddy at the uh, wall, really. <laughs> Just... <laughs> literally, literally. I mean, and I mean, not knocking him or, or, or whatever the case may be, but I mean, it's that that's literally what happens in life. And and then and now all of a sudden you're proving them right. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's this whole this whole I don't even know the right word to say it. This whole thing of surrounding COVID and sur like surrounding all these things have the government has done nothing but but prove conspiracy theorists right. Like that is all that they've done. They have not helped themselves. In the very beginning, you hear people talk about, oh, um, you uh, you know, well, vaccine mandates are going to start coming out as soon as this as soon as this happens. And you guys think this will be done when um, when everybody's wearing a mask? No, it's not. Then people start they start locking people down, make force people wear masks, and it's like, oh. Well, this ain't going to be done then because they're going to tell you you need to get a vaccine once a vaccine comes out. And then it turns into, no, they won't. That's crazy. They're not going to do that. You know, and then it turns into, you oh, make carry well, passport. yes, yes. And it's, it's, it's like now you're carrying passports and, and it's like, no, we they're not going to force you to carry a passport. You're not going to be using that to, to go into businesses and be able to shop like, no, you're crazy. You're just conspiracy theorists. And then here we are two years into this mess and, and it's, they're literally proving people right in all this and it's 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 the idea of just admit that you're wrong stop trying to cover things up stop trying to look right and look whole in all of this look, we 
as human beings, we understand that everybody makes mistakes. We do. We understand that people make um, poor, you know, poor judgments. You know, they have a they have a lack of judgment in, 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 in specific areas and and they make monumentous mistakes. It happens. I mean, heck, just look at Alec Baldwin this past week. Like there's a lot of things that have happened that people make mistakes in. And we know that. But our first thing, our first, most people's response is, hey, they're human. Like they're human. It's OK. The the quicker you are to admit that, hey, you know, we messed up. We, we, we've done this. We've done that. The quicker people do, people are to forgive you. The quicker people are to actually forget what, what you know, what happens. Now, I, th- I think in today's society, people will never forget. And if they do, it's you forget that what you said um, a year ago, as in this will put an end to it. And you just forget that and you continue moving on kind of thing. So, well, I mean, um, the thing but, is, oh, go on. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's it's the Stalin-esque kind of uh, disappearing the definitions that is that's really jarring. And that's the thing is mm-hmm. if you want to make people forget, I mean, you, you can just say we have there's never been any such thing as gain of function research. And we have always supported ep- research. <laughs> and I, I just... I, I think maybe that's a way to kind of make, make people forget, but fortunately we have the Wayback right. Machine. Um, yeah. We're able to access prior records. I do think it would be somewhat, I guess I guess this would qualify as ironic because now we've got news about how uh, Fashi's uh, department at the NIH issued a grant that involved torturing puppies. I mean, if that might be the thing that brings him down. <laughs> That because now you have, but you have both Republicans and Democrats calling for an investigation of that. And I'm like, okay, if it's torturing puppies, I mean, sure, we'll whatever deal with that too. But Peter Daszak also needs to uh, needs to be held accountable to all of this. (laughs) Really, I want to know about the bats. Do they do they take the bats back to the lab and vaccinate them, and then they wait two weeks? And then they vaccinate them again, and then they hand them a little card with a CDC <laughs> signal on or symbol on it, and then they can go to a little bat bar, and they don't have to right. wear masks. Exactly. I want to know their plan for vaccinating bats because like, I'm I'm interested. Do they? I mean, so do do these bats have to have booster shots every six months? Sure, they like, do. I mean, I, I I've got so many questions in doing it's this. A pandemic so of the unvaccinated. Questions. Yeah. It's so dangerous. many questions. So, but. There and and I, I I will say this. My wife, she went grocery shopping this morning, and she said, "Groceries are expensive." And I said, "Yes, they are. There are a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> to thank for this." But yeah. yes, they are. And um, I, I'm, and I said things aren't going to get any better anytime soon. And we literally just started talking about how truckers are going on strike mm-hmm. and how yeah. you know freight and stuff is going is is starting to go through the roof and now i i what was it there were i think i saw an article it was like 22 22 like container ships in a bay that are that are just sitting there waiting to go so like 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 like, i mean not even being unloaded just Mm -hmm. idle yeah one of those yeah one of those reasons because you can't unload a ship if you're not bringing cargo to reload it there are this is this is a problem this problem was created by regulation 
This is a mm. perfect example of a problem that was created by regulation. So yeah, um, we partly got Gavin with the good hair to thank for this. So we have a B no, really, like, I mean, he was already, shipping rates were already high in California. And that was just a thing that you knew if you were in California. Um, but now this is causing a bottleneck, contributing, contributing to a bottleneck around the country because there's this little thing called AB5, Assembly Bill mm -hmm. 5. And this prohibits, uh, this pro prohibits independent truckers from being able to operate. So you can't have owner operator trucks operating in California. So you have this dearth of truckers. And in fact, there was a case that was brought, uh, that was filed to be heard in the Supreme Court back in August that warned of this very thing happening. That said, right. this is going to create a bottleneck because we have all these people who aren't, we don't have enough truckers for this. Um, and I mean, mega truck companies can do fine with this, but you can't have independent truckers operating in California. You have, uh, you had regulations about how many, how many crates you could stack on top of one another at the docks. You could only stack a certain number. And so that was contributing to the bottleneck. You could only have a certain number of trucks entering at a time. This is one of those things that it's, it's a problem with regulation. If you're a state, you really have two jobs. If you're a country, you have two jobs, interstate commerce mm -hmm. and national defense. <laughs> okay. There's two things and we're screwing both of them up in incredibly record time. It's uh, right. it's a thing of, of Marvel really. Right. I, I, I am, I, I, it's, it's, it's going to, I'm not looking forward to this. Um, I'm not looking forward to to dealing with with this bottleneck of supply chain. Um, I've got a I've, I've got a um, a friend who who actually works in in transportation. Most of his um, most of his his uh, his his transportation as far as supply chain goes is via train hmm. um, and whatnot. So he this is this is a time where they're making a whole lot of money because. Not moving anything via, you know, you know, you're not moving as much via trucks anymore because of, of a, because of a lot, a lot of different variables and whatnot. So, I mean, he's enjoying it, but he's he's saying like we literally have to turn supply business away because of the amount of business that we're getting. Like, I mean, and and it's it's everywhere in 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 his in his in his um uh, level of expertise as far as within his specific industry. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's a sad thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, 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 I see we, if, if these bills and these people truly care about the middle class, like they say they do, they truly care about the poor, like they say they do, they would know and they would know and understand that what they are currently doing, the, 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 the regulations that they are currently set in place, what they are forcing um, truckers to do and, and all this, they will, they will realize, Oh, we're help. We're hurting the people who we say we care about. Now that's always been the case. I mean, this is just another case in point of, Hey, they say they like, they say they like you, but they are hurting you more than they're hurting themselves. They're hurting you more. They are hurting you more than they're hurting Jeff Bezos. They're hurting you more than they're hurting Elon Musk. They're hurting you more, more than they're hurting the millionaires and billionaires. They really are. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it is sad. I, I, I'm not looking forward to it. I will say that, that, um, I, I've kind of saw, I've seen this coming. And so we have been more so on the, 
on, on, on the, okay, like, hey, let's load up this a little bit extra, this a little bit extra, this when we, when we go to grocery stores or whatnot, because I don't want, I want to get in, get in now before I start mm-hmm. to see parts of it. I mean, my wife said, she, she's like, I just bought breakfast stuff and my total bill was like 60 bucks. You know, I'm like, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, and our grocery bill in before all of this was roughly about a hundred and hundred, hundred and five dollars or so, somewhere around there on a, on a good week, we were hitting 88 bucks on a bad week, on a bad week, as in we're buying paper towels and, and there, and all the other toiletries and stuff. 115. Mm-hmm. Now we can't leave on a basic week under 120. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it is, these are things that if you're not paying attention are going to hit you clean in the face. And so, I mean, it's, and I know that's two straight things of, and I'm not saying that I'm black filled. Um, I'm black filled for next year or so probably. Uh, hopefully yeah. there, there, there are some, some white filled moments that will, um, that will save my perspective on things, but currently the way supply. And I mean, I used to work in supply chain, so I know how to ship things internationally. And I know all the, People I got to go through the freight forwarder and, and 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 all of those things to be able to get send something to a port and ship it internationally, shipping stuff to India and shipping things to, excuse me, Brazil and and China and so forth and 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 whatnot. And so it's like like I understand the process in that. And so I was like, you know what, let's do that. I mean, and uh, part partly we also live in a place that where we get hit by hurricanes, so we're, we prep for things right. before things even happen. So that's easy for us, but. Um, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be, this is a serious issue. And I think this is going to be a, uh, an expensive Christmas for a lot of people coming through an expensive Thanksgiving for a lot of people coming through. Um, if you celebrate those, uh, I don't know, I don't know all of the, um, all of the ways you celebrate Hanukkah or whatnot, but I imagine, um, that, that your, your menorah. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe slightly more expensive. If you need to buy one, your candles are going to be slightly more expensive than they were last year, and that's it's, more than just because of Fed's printing money. Like, not, it, it, I mean, yeah. it's it's that that has part to do with it, but there's there's more to it than that, and it, it is the, the supply chain bottlenecks. Yeah, and not not celebrating Thanksgiving does help. I, I did like I did like the little like we saved what was it didn't didn't Americans supposedly save like six cents on the Fourth of July or something? <laughs> What's interesting about this is that you really can't pin this on the Republicans because right. you I mean there's you can't pin this on their you can try uh, right. but you really can't effectively. We've got midterms coming up, and the only thing that people can really do is either ignore the story or belittle people who raise the issue as Jen Psaki has been doing during press briefings, you know, mocking people for wanting to get their treadmill shipped to them at a certain time. Like, no, this is people's livelihoods. This right. is, we're not just talking about uh, uh, people who are receiving these because we're also talking about people who are in this business. Right. And we're talking about people who rely on shipments in a lot of cases especially if you live in a food desert especially if you live in a in in a city and where does the grocery store get their groceries they don't have a nice little herb garden out back okay Mm -hmm. this redounds to smaller areas and this also redounds to urban areas that are less wealthy Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's likely that maybe people who make 100k or more a year aren't going to feel this as much depending on how big your household is maybe you will uh but it's uh 
it's it's gonna hurt the people who are supposedly part of this democrat base yeah and it's gonna hurt really bad it will it'll be rough yeah it's, it's going to be rough so um i need to do this but we're gonna have to cut this episode a little short just having some stuff coming up um that we've got to deal with but um th- uh, again if, if if you've listened this far um i know we're we usually go about an hour right now we're about 30 minutes so um but if you listen this far please 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 make sure you you Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on on iTunes. Write write us a five star rating or review. Let us know how we can improve. Um, let us know what we're doing great, but make sure you do it all with five stars. So five stars with some <laughs> with some feedback would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, also as well, share this show with a friend or a family member or anybody uh, and anybody who you feel like needs to hear this, because we are definitely 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 growing. Um, we are uh, I, b- before the show. Um, uh, I gave Amanda some numbers as far as that we are hitting with with our with our podcast and with us um, releasing once a week. I mean, you guys are doing a great job as far as sharing this with people or whatnot. So please continue to do that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We will make sure we have all of those linked in the in the show notes and so forth. Um, doing all of that, please, please, please. We thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly love you guys. We. Um, and I, I don't I don't say that just to say that, like if you are taking your time out to actually listen to us and, and, and to, to, to have some some sort of civil discord with us, that is perfectly fine. Um, we enjoy that. We love that. So thank you guys for sharing. Sorry, we, we, we were kind of black pilled today, but I assure you next week we will have um, th- there were some things we didn't touch on that we wanted to like Dave Chappelle and, and, uh, and, and his the, the, the um, was it like the closer yeah. and so forth, his stand up and. And people being mad that that Mayor Pete, who is no longer a mayor anymore, but um, he is uh, he's taking paternity leave and so forth. So just Stop some my hard things. Paternity leave, guys. It's the more important <laughs> things, please. Paternity more important fine. things to worry about than somebody taking paternity leave for sure. Let him do what he wants to do. Let him have take care of his kid. That's okay. Um, I'm perfectly fine with that. So, but but do all of those things. Like subscribe. Um, Share with a family and friend. Do all of those things, and we'll be back back again next week with another episode of Civil Discord. As always, y'all be easy. Stay fierce.